Here we go again. Hello, welcome everyone to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live, better known as the only day of the week that we get dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> Put makeup on, yeah. first time in a week. I'm contemplating shaving my head. It is feeling so long. I can't believe it. I don't think I'm going to make it through level four without, um, without doing something drastic, but we'll wait and see. Um, welcome everyone. It's good to be able to um, kind of meet together, albeit in this sort of um, this sort of virtual way. But it's still, nonetheless, an incredible opportunity we have that we have the, the technology and the and the ability to be able to communicate with one another um, and really gather together um, in in this sort of way. It's so great to think of um, over the over the centuries just how the church has adapted and kept going and kept growing and kept meeting together no matter what um, is happening in the world around them. So, so it's very cool um, to be gathering with you. Just wanted to um, say, um, yeah, just sort of say a couple of things first before we get going, but just wanted to thank um, Craig and Tammy for an incredible quiz night. Um, congratulations to our bubble. We weren't involved. You'll hear about that later, but but um, well done as well, the rest of you, you know, who's hoping it's the last lockdown <laughs> quiz night we ever have to do. But um, yeah, thank you guys. I know it's a lot of work putting those mm. things together. So um, really please send your appreciation to Craig and Tammy for, for all the hard work and be able to, the fun to be able to um, do that quiz night. So yeah, looking forward to um, celebrating some birthdays. And so Angela's going to do those. Yeah, we have a neighbour with a chainsaw going, so... If I think it's stopped now. I know, if it comes on again, hopefully it's not too annoying. Um, yeah, so only a couple of birthdays that I know of this week, and that was Karen Hunter and Josiah Durand. So just want to say a huge happy birthday to you guys, and any wedding anniversaries out there, happy anniversary. Yeah. Ours is this week coming, so we're going to head out for dinner, <laughs> if only. Um, Maybe in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, so happy birthday and again just a huge thank you to Craig and Tammy for yeah. pulling that quiz together last night. My um, kids said to me it was just amazing, so thank you. Wonderful. Hey, and we're going to start this morning or carry on this morning with our Why series. Um, and even though it has been a series that I'd kind of planned well before we, we found ourselves in level four again, it is one of those things that I think is incredibly appropriate in in the season and the the lockdown time mm. that we find ourselves in to to really look at those things of of the why behind um behind everything that goes on but but in in ourselves you know the why the why within us and i said last week you know jesus was so seems so committed um and some of the most shocking things that he said and did were were often to kind of get to the why behind people's actions or reactions. And I just wanted to read another one. Angela's going to read it this morning. Another encounter where Jesus, um, again, seems to be um, really wanting to shine a spotlight on, on someone's why. So if you've got your Bible, we're looking at Mark 10, verses 17. Yeah, so 17 to 22 from the New Living Translation. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell and he went away sad for he had many possessions. I just wanted to kind of pick up again these incredibly shocking encounters that Jesus has has with people and and really for the point of getting to the why behind um, behind who they were or the choices they were making or the things that were they were doing <clears throat> but in this particular passage I just wanted to pull out this idea or this this thing in verse um, 21 looking at the man Jesus felt genuine love for him I, I love that I know I've read that scripture sometimes and you and you sometimes can think, oh, it's Jesus trying to get to the real guy, you know, but and and kind of a, to a, to expose him in a, in a way, but but scripture says Jesus loved him, and and I think that's one of the whole points behind this why series is Jesus, his genuine love for us um, is so great that he doesn't want to leave our whys unexamined. You know, it's his love that causes us, even today, to, to get into situations and circumstances and, and encounters where, where we're confronted with our why, because he loves us too much um, in many ways to leave us where we are. Um, and and so, so this morning, I guess early on in the week, I decided that today we were going to focus on, on why peace and I'm going to say this in a couple of different ways, but that is, um, why can we be a people, when push comes to shove, be people of peace? Another way of looking at it is, when, when, we're, when life really puts the squeeze on us, like as we are kind of now, you know, when, when we're in level four lockdown, when we hear that press conference and, and we realize, oh, we're not even halfway through, or, you know, or, or we think about our work, our workplace, or think about having to juggle being a homeschool teacher and a parent and, and work and keeping sane ourselves, all of those things. So when life really puts the squeeze on us, what comes out? Um, is it peace? Another way of saying it, which made me feel really applicable too, is, do you know, like when we feel like life is, we're falling, we're in a free fall, everything feels all, all that we thought was solid under our feet has slipped away and we're, and we're falling, we feel out of control. What is it we grab hold of? What is it the one thing that we grab hold of to secure us, to keep us? Um, and it's that question of, is that peace? Is it, is it the peace of God's presence that we reach for, that we grab hold of? You know, this week, the um, Lectio 365, and you'll be rolling your eyes, I can see it already, but this is another plug. But this whole week has been the focus of the Lectio um, 365 app is looking at the shalom, peace, and presence of God. And, and honestly, if you haven't downloaded the app, can, it just has been 
is such an incredible, incredible tool. If nothing else, then it's an incredible way of, of marking the start and the end of the day, which, you know, when, when we realize, you know, like, what, what day is it? Oh, yeah, it's Sunday. Shoot, we better get dressed. Um, but, but there's Lectio 365 are an incredible way of just marking, this is how I started my day and this is how I finished my day. And so please get, a, get into that um, because it is so, so worthwhile. Um, yeah, just a great way to make a rhythm of life. And so we just wanted to share too a little bit about our week. So I've been trying, to, like many of you, trying to keep some sort of semblance of, of kind of normality. And so Thursdays are always, have always been my sermon writing day. So I was in my office, <clears throat> excuse me, writing this kind of message together, pulling it, pulling it in, thinking about peace, reading, um, thinking about some of my own examples. And then around two o'clock, um, I was actually in the kitchen getting a drink and my phone went, it was Ethan who was in the rumpus room and downstairs. and downstairs. And he's, you know, dad, come quick. There's something wrong. And so I'll let Angela sort of finish the story. Yeah. So I was making coffee, so I carried on doing that, but Lyndon went down and, um, and then I soon went down after him and, I don't know, anyone who's a mum will know that when you see something and you go, oh, there's something really wrong here. This isn't a um, just a false alarm. But anyway, I came down to find Ethan on the floor in his room, just writhing around in so much pain. And Lyndon was just standing there looking at me and I was looking at him <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Um, so I phoned the doctor and the doctor said, look, I told her what was happening and she said, you really just need to phone an ambulance, Angela, and get him um, get him down to hospital quick smart. And it was, so it's kind of hilarious that we're doing peace because honestly, peace has been far from me since Thursday at two o'clock. So all that to say, Ethan did go I down. Think, I think maybe I'm going to do a sermon on a McLaren, for, um, <laughs> you know, 570 Spider, and then maybe I'll get one just to yeah. give it a test. But yeah, anyway, sorry. I don't like his logic, but... <laughs> So yeah, Ethan was taken, um, the ambulance people were incredible, and they took him down, he was in North Shore Hospital, and um, he's got us as parents, and as I shared earlier, I've been slightly dramatic, so um, Ethan seems to be carrying on that tradition really well, because the nurse told me he was hyperventilating, and yeah. doing all sorts of um, crazy coping mechanisms, or not coping. Anyway, he um, it was an incredibly frustrating 24 hours from when he got to hospital, longer than that actually, yeah. and that all came down to the conclusion of we don't really know what's wrong, so we're going to send him home. So that was on Friday night at 8 o'clock. We drove down to pick him up. He'd been on a morphine drip the whole time and quite spaced out, and I think he was feeling quite, um, he was feeling great. So he came home. He did say when he got home, he said, I just thought when I got home, the pain would go away. And it's like, Ethan, why, why would that happen? But anyway, um, he came home on Friday night. We drove down and picked him up. And then last night, um, he was real, well, late yesterday afternoon. He just so wasn't okay again. So I phoned the doctor and she said, look, she did a big sort of run through thing. And she said, you need to get him back to hospital. So all that to say, and she said, I want you to go to um, Waitakere Hospital. So I drove in the pouring rain last night at 7 o'clock to West Auckland. We get there, we go in, we had to wait a little bit, finally get up to the thing, and, oh, sorry, we don't take 
suspected appendicitis, you're going to have to go back to North Shore. So then I drove from Waitakere to North Shore Hospital. Realised when I got there, I drove the entire way without my lights on, so that was good in the <laughs> pitch black pouring rain. Um, and he was taken in there. I wasn't. I think the hardest bit for me that has caused the no, the lack of peace is that he's alone and and I can't be with him, mm. and you can't advocate for him. So. I know he's 19, he's not a baby, but still, um, I found it really hard. So I had took him to North Shore yesterday with that kind of mama bear part of me that was like, I'm going to get in this hospital. Well, needless to say, I did not get in that hospital. I didn't even get my big toe in the door. Um, they said no. So they came, they did assure me that they would have better communication this time, which we'll see. So Ethan is in North Shore. He phoned this morning and he is scheduled for surgery um, today to put a camera in and to remove his appendix and hopefully that will be the end of um, the rife ordeal but yeah it's yeah. just made for a crazy week and, week and so and and kind of so and knowing that this was coming on Sunday all the way through one I thought oh why don't we just fake a um, technical difficulty yeah. and flag the whole morning um, that was definitely option two and it was very close um, but it was sort of like oh no I just you know, but peace is, this message has got to still be true. You know, what does peace look like um, in that? Like, so for me, for us as parents, where you feel completely um, out of control, you feel completely like there's nothing, literally nothing you can do, is what what do you do? Like, how, how does, and then knowing, how do I then, in a couple of days, sit in front of an iPhone and talk about peace um, what what is what is peace and and I kind of was thinking oh what what I'd love it to be is a lot like Ethan's morphine drip or or that little whistle thing that when the paramedics came and Ethan was literally writhing in pain like I've just never seen anything like it um, and they give him this little whistle this thing to blow in and he said just keep sucking in through this whistle and and. It was amazing within three or four breaths. It's like all of a sudden Ethan wasn't feeling anything and he didn't seem like he was even present. And it's like in many ways, oh, I think I'd love peace to be like that. You know, God, just take it all away. Take, take mm -hmm. so I don't feel it, so I don't feel the anxiety, so I don't feel the fear. Um, and, and yet that isn't what peace is. Um, it isn't what it looks like. And we have a wonderful example in Exodus um, 33 that Angela's going to read now, which is, gives, gives us a really great model of what God's peace really is. Yeah, so this is Exodus 33, verses 12 to 17. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways, so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor and remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people if you don't go with us? 
for your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. One of the, another translation of that says, um, my presence will go with you, and I will give you, instead of rest, I'll give you peace. It is talking about, um, I, I just love the, the honest, authentic conversation between Moses and God. I just think it is such an incredible model for us in, in prayer as we continue to press in to pray. As we pray like Moses prays here, it's like, God, you know, there's no, there's, there's just such an honest, raw, um, authentic way of communicating between Moses and God and God and Moses. And, and God's plan is that, that um, his, it's, it is and it always has been that his presence, his peace would go with us, would meet us where we are, would meet us in where, whatever situation or circumstance we find ourselves in, and then it would go with us. God's, God's presence is God's peace. To know God is to know his peace. Um, the, another really cool thing about this particular scripture is, is um, you know, this is one of the very first scriptures, that Exodus scripture about presence going with you, um, and being peace and setting us apart is um, this was the one of the very first scriptures that a very small group of people, friends meeting together in a lounge in Snell's Beach more than 30 years ago. Um, God gave that very scripture to that group of people um, as they were meeting together in that lounge, seeking God for what he was going to do in them and through them. And from that little group grew um, the church plant that, that eventually became Maharangi Vineyard. I love that. I love that it's kind of like the seed, this scripture, this encounter, this idea that God's presence is, is our peace. And, and, it's, and it's designed or it's intended to go with us wherever we go, wherever we find ourselves. That is the seed in many ways that what we have as Maharangi Vineyard has grown from. I think that's so cool. So, so why peace? Well, um, we, have, we, we have to be a people of God's presence and God's peace because, because really without it, we're nothing. So, so why peace? Because peace is waiting to journey with us through life. Peace is wanting to journey with us through life, through all of its goods, through all of its hearts. And I, and I thought of a really great analogy. Well, I think it's a really great analogy. It was in the shower. All my best ideas come in the shower. But, but immediately that way um, off, off camera is a china cabinet and it is filled with my version of, of hunting. My, my actual hunting family would be just horrified. Um, but for years now, I've been kind of going through and I've been collecting this china and I have a like massive an collection model. of it. And, and I, I think oftentimes we think of peace can we can it can feel like this that it's that it's for um the best of times and it's it's delicate and it's fragile and it doesn't handle the knocks and yet i had this thought of no that's not that's not what peace is peace is like this you know peace is peace is designed on for on the go it's peace is designed to be taken with you it handles the knocks 
It handles the hard things of life. Many of you are wondering, why in the world would the rice have a thermos? And I don't know, because this is probably the first time it's been, so out of the back, it's been out of the back of the cupboard for the last decade or so. But, but maybe just maybe for such a time as this. Um, but this is, a, this is a far more appropriate picture of what, what peace is meant to look like. Um, it is it is his it is his pace it is his presence that changes everything that that will go wherever we are we wherever we are go whatever we have to go through god's peace and his presence will go with us can go with us philippians 4 we've did, you know we was it last year we did philippians um but there's this incredible scripture in philippians 4 that we want to read I've lost all track of time. But remember when we studied Philippians, um, Philippians 4, verses 4 to 9. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you. So I asked earlier, you know, what, what does peace look like? You know, when, you know, our situation, but we've all got our situations. We've all got those things that are going on. But what does it look like? Um, it looks like? It looks like prayer. It looks like Moses type of prayer, authentic, honest real communication with God. You know, we I still want to encourage us. We're in a season of prayer. We're in a season of God calling us to to lean into him and level 4 lockdown or whatever has no makes no difference in God's mm. season and what he's calling us into. And so what does peace look like? Peace looks like praying and coming into God's presence. It looks like like for what I did was, you know, listen to listen to music that's uplifting go for a walk out in nature um invite yourself into the presence of god you know in many ways we sometimes we have to push our way in i mean we don't have to because he's always there to receive us but but do be honest be real with him give him give him all of your fears mm-hmm. um my prayers since thursday were haven't been beautiful and eloquent they've been god i'm scared god i'm frustrated god why can't something just go right why can't they just find what's wrong you know they're they're real and they're honest but then my prayers have also been but god you've been so faithful god you have i have known you to be a god who comes and meets me i've reminded myself we've reminded ourselves of the faithfulness and the kindness and the goodness of God. Um, That's what peace looks like. I love verse 7 here when it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything everything we can understand. Um, His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in, in Christ Jesus. 
you know, there's a, there's a mystery to peace that doesn't make sense. And, and, and I guess in, in many ways, um, what does it look like? It looks like embracing the mystery of, of, of peace, that, that even though there's so much unknown, I know God, and, and that's enough. You know, there's so much uncertainty, and yet I know God is certainly good. He's certainly kind, mm. and that's what peace looks like. It's not often beautiful like that China, but it, but it's it's rough, but it's made to go wherever it needs to go. It can handle the knocks of our doubt and our questions and our anxiety and our anger and our, God, what are you doing type of prayers. Mm. Um, that's what peace is. I felt, um, I felt so challenged in the in this lockdown um, from all the, you know in all that we're all experiencing that actually actually this can be a season where we know that when push comes to shove when when life really squeezes us what comes out is his peace and it's his peace that will guard our hearts and guard our minds in this season it's the the wonderful thing about all of all of this is that Jesus, as he always does, has us covered. He has our back. He always makes a way for us. And, and the way he's made for us, we can see in John 14, verses 25 and 29. 25 to 29. Oh, 25 to 29. <clears throat> I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really loved me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father, who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do happen, you will believe. Isn't it so encouraging that Scripture never paints um, a life or a journey with Jesus that is that is just filled with rainbows and sunshine? Mm-hmm. He it it never says that. But what it does say is something far more hopeful, far more good. Is that I hope that's a word. Far more good. <laughs> Doesn't sound right, but anyway, um, better than we could ever hope or imagine is is this is the truth is the reality that that Jesus is sending His Holy Spirit and His Holy Spirit will be our help, will be our peace in no matter what's going on. So this morning we we just really want to leave you with um, with that hope with that peace that no matter what it is your bubble looks like, no matter what it is you're feeling or the thoughts and the and the feelings that are racing around in you um, that that God's peace is there to meet you in those places and that peace will guard your heart and guard your mind and so obviously you know we're going to be we're going to be in this level four for for a while and then who knows what 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 the future looks like Um, but what we do know is God's peace has been sent ahead of us and God's peace is behind us. It's to our right and to our left. His peace is his presence. Um, and that will make all of the difference. My prayer is that, that as we go through this season, that, that his peace will be on the forefront of our thoughts um, and the very top of our hearts. 
And we just want to leave you this morning with a really, um, a really old blessing, a really old mm -hmm. prayer that is in numbers that we just really wanted to, to pray over all of us as we go forward into another week of level four. So take this, you know, in whatever way you can in your bubbles, maybe just maybe close your eyes and hold out your hands and, and, and just receive this as the gift that it is. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. So Father, we thank you so much for your, for your blessing that, that you have instructed us through scripture to, to pray this over ourselves. And, and it's as applicable now as it was the very first time it was uttered. And so God, we ask for your presence. We ask for your peace. And I pray for each and every person who's listening, no matter what it is that they're going through in their bubble, that they're going through in their hearts, the pressure of this time and this season that they find themselves in. God, would your peace and your presence go with us? And would it be the thing that makes all of the difference? Mm. We pray this in your amazing name. Amen. I'm just going to add on. Lyndon doesn't know this because he can't see my phone, but I've just, my phone's been going crazy while I'm sitting here. So if you could just pray, it's been Ethan phoning me and he's just quickly being moved. It sounds like they've got COVID and the the ward he's in or the room he's in. I know. So he's Great. just, um, he just said there's people everywhere rushing around with, and he's been put in that full PPE gear and stuff. So yeah, so just to add to the <laughs> excitement of our, of our week, um, I'll be really glad to have him home again. Mm. So thanks guys and we'll pray for you and you pray for us. Have a good week. Thanks. See ya. Bye.